We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk and it's Mailbag Night. That's Vince D'Addario with a big cheese-eating grin on his face. Young <laughs> Styers right here. You look very uh, preppy kind of today. I Yeah, you know, it depends on my mood in the morning, how I want to uh, kind of attack the day. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's really all just looking forward to casual Fridays. And, you know, now, now that I'm not a gym teacher anymore, it's not casual every day. It's just casual Friday. So, yes. You know, yes. got to wear the nice pants and the whole the whole thing. I think, it, you know, discerning fans like Salty Virginia Peanuts should probably have the patterns figured out by now. If it's a Jesse <laughs> show, Tuesdays, Thursdays, we start closer to 6 o'clock. If it's <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> when are we starting later? That's, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I don't even have anything. I can't even like back right. that up because it's true. It's accurate. That's exactly right. You've known me for too long. And, and a... sometimes I'm like rolling like right in from work or whatever. Today, just sitting on the couch. And I look at my, oh, it's time to go downstairs. Oh, <laughs> got to get a water. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. You know, and oh, there we are. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I had nothing. I could have gotten up three minutes earlier. That's right. Nothing was stopping me. But you didn't. Nope. I've got a little frog in my throat today, Uh so hopefully it passes here. It's not Uh like, no, it's just like for whatever reason, it's just, you know, catching there. So, hey, it's mailbag night. So we've got a few questions start up and ready to go. Roll some more in if you would, and we will get to them. Salty was like the first one here, and he's filled the queue up with, with all kinds of. A lot of fill in the blanks questions yeah i know know he's like salty wants to take over rapid fire i think the way it's going i mean hey right now can always take welcome uh, to we are not marshall glad yeah you can still join us for this show hope work uh treats you better sometime soon i uh i had an appointment with my uh my heart guy today and i don't know if you remember he's the guy who put in Mm -hmm. my pacemaker back the day before the Ohio State game. But Crazy. I don't know if you remember me telling the story about while I was coming out of the anesthesia, 
we were in the middle of a conversation about Notre Dame football. We were like rating each of the past, you know, Bob Davey, he was this, Charlie Weiss, he was that, you know, he thought Tyrone Willingham deserved more time. I was like, uh, I, I had had enough of Tyrone. The, the yeah. Recruiting, so did I. We, we, you know, three years was plenty. Yeah. Yeah. From well, a football you know, standpoint, it was a nice hard guy. He was a nice right. guy, but three years was enough from a football standpoint. Yeah. Nice guy, better golfer. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, so today, you know, he walks in, he's like, Irish breakdown. Yeah. So we get into this whole thing about Irish breakdown and, you know, explaining the origins. He's like, now there's all of you guys who do these shows. Is there one main guy? And I'm like, well, that would be Brian. He's like, oh, Brian Driscoll, Brian Driscoll. Yeah, yeah, Brian Driscoll. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, so now Jesse Styers. Is he related to you? <laughs> yeah, he's my son. Yeah, and he lives in Cleveland. Yeah. He's, See, like, he's been watching. Kid. He's watching all the time because he's like, you're a Kansas guy. Jesse lives in Cleveland. And, you know, Vince is at Penn and all this. Different wow. Stuff. So, yeah. I'm impressed. He's, he's got the bios on, on everybody. But, <clears throat> excuse me again. Big Notre Dame football fan. You know, he started in on the Bob Davey bashing today. I had absolutely no problem with that. Talking <laughs> 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 about how Bob Davey. Screwed up the end of the season one year against USC and, you know, all this different stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Bob Davey screwed up blank. I mean, there's a myriad of things that you could put there. So that's right. A myriad. Appreciate it, D-Rock. Do appreciate it for sure. So, but uh, yeah, so things going well. You know, they're going to do another. They, they can't figure out what, what caused all this stuff. Really? So they're going to do like this. They're going to do this catheter thing where they send Ooh. a thing up through the vein in my arm and down into my heart and look and see if there are blockages. I just had this stress test yesterday. Finally had the stress test and all that stuff and came back clean. There and you go. That's why they're baffled with <laughs> like that's what caused baffled. me to need this. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're a healthy guy. I mean, you work out. You, For the most I mean, part, yeah. I don't. I was baffled by it myself. I know. Totally took me by surprise. I, mean, I know. The whole but, situation. I mean, look at Tim Priester. He looks, you know, more fit than me. <laughs> and, you know, Tim had worse problems than I did. Gosh, you know? ah, I didn't even know that. So, I didn't even realize that. Didn't. No, when yeah, was it's that? Been about, I think it's been about four years ago. He was had really? he had a heart attack before a game. No and, kidding. Maybe yeah, I didn't Michael know Birch, that. the SID, was there and, you know, had to. Yeah. It was at the it was at the uh, press box, right? It was in the press box. I think it? so. Either at the press box or you know, like getting ready to go up in the press yeah. box or something. Yeah, okay. Like it's starting so. to ring a bell. Starting to ring a bell. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. So I might have to miss a show here within a couple of weeks to you know to go do another test because they said I'm going to go in in the afternoon. There's always a chance I might have to spend the night and all that. Kind oh, of so gotcha. Real excited about that. Hospital food. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> but it's free food so like vince you know my buddy <laughs> vince will show up with food, his kids buddy. yeah that's <laughs> right can we get some puddings where <laughs> <laughs> are the mini cereals fill these kids up let's go that's right that's right <laughs> we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. I wanted to start since Salty was here and he was throwing the questions in the queue. I wanted to start with at least one of his questions. I I thought this was a good one. Buy or sell. C.J. Williams, after decommitting late and saying no decent wide receiver should go to Notre Dame, may now transfer from USC to Notre Dame to play wide receiver. You know, I I will never – I shouldn't say never. Most of the time, I'm all about – enhancing the roster right i mean you you the goal at notre dame is to win a national championship you do that by enhancing your roster bringing in the best guys available etc 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 if he decides to come to notre dame and marcus freeman and tommy reese and chancy stuckey and they're all, all all on board with it okay fine if he decides to go someplace else i will lose zero seconds of sleep on the whole thing. Like if you don't want to, then don't. I mean, the last time I checked, last time I talked to Brian, Notre Dame's not even the lead for him. He doesn't think that he's going to come. Maybe that changes over the next couple of days. Definitely possible. I just, I guess I honestly, I think it's a bit of a sell. I I think that they've recruited guys that are like him uh, in the next recruiting class. And so those guys have four years of eligibility left. I wouldn't even say he has a ton of experience. I think he has like three catches for like 45 yards or something like that at USC. So it's not like he's coming in with a bunch of experience. So if you if you're if you're making me choose buy or sell, I'll sell it. But if he comes, okay, that means he passed all of the you know the criteria to get in and everything as far as you know the, the coach is being happy with him. I'm not talking about his academics, right? But right. like, I just I don't know. I'm I'm like lukewarm about the whole situation. Yeah, I was from the beginning as well. And, you know, he's obviously looking for more opportunity. God, that frog will just not go away. He's looking for more opportunity, which is why he would come here. The problem becomes, you know, and like you're saying, there are similar bodied guys that they'll have. And the problem becomes if he's not out there and he's not producing right away and he's, you know, at the very least not playing right away, then does that become you know, like a locker room issue, all those kind of things because of the past that he has. Sure. So he's not someone that I would bend over backwards to try Mm -hmm. to bring in because he's obviously got some talent. But like you said, there there's enough other talent and it's not like he's so much more experienced that it's like, oh, you just plop him in and he's he's going to go right away. 
You know, I, I think I think that uh, the kid from Virginia Tech, Caleb Smith, you know, a lot more experience than yeah. C.J. Williams. Oh, so yeah. I think they're much better off with him. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, and and the, the locker room thing is real. I mean, he was at USC for a couple semesters, a semester. I mean, and then he already cut bait to leave. That's a red flag. I mean, that's... That's not necessarily somebody that you ne- want to bring in to this locker room. You know, I think they did a decent job of, of of purging some of the issues. And I think they're continuing to do so, but you don't want to invite that in either. So right, it's a fine line. Like they're going to have to really do their due diligence on bringing him in if he wants to come. I mean, I know they invited him on campus. It's an official visit and all that, but just because he's visiting doesn't mean he's a take either. So, I mean, I, I think they're going to have to do their due diligence on this one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, maybe some of that comes with this visit. You know, I assume they'll find a lot out. Just about I agree. Yeah, where I he agree. is, you know, mentally and all that kind of stuff. Chi-Town, Irish Chi-Town. How does having a veteran quarterback like Sam Hartman make the rest of the offense better? Also, you actually think Tyler has a legitimate shot to beat out Sam Hartman. Well, I'll take the second part first. Yes, he's got a legitimate shot to beat out Sam Hartman. I think it is going to be a legitimate competition. Absolutely. Will he? Is he the favorite? I don't think he's the favorite. I mean, if we're going to like put odds on it or whatever, we're in a betting atmosphere, right? So I think Sam Hartman is the favorite to win the starting job. Let me ask not, you this. You know, yeah. Say they're, say they're playing relatively equally in right. camp and... Ooh. And whatever, so they're pretty equal. Is yeah. is equal? Does does equal in 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 whatever they're doing? Does that mean Sam Hartman has the lead? Does does Tyler Buckner right. have to be head and shoulders better? Do you think than Sam Hartman in camp to beat him out? I'm I'm gonna say yes because you have to look for something to differentiate, right? Mm-hmm. If everything football wise is equal, okay, they're let's say they're completing the same percentage of passes, they're you know, operating the offense the same way. They're spreading the ball around, all of those different things, right? I think you give the edge to Sam Hartman because of all of his experience. I think that's the tick that gets him, you know, that starting spot. I do. The main reason that attracted you to of him. Of course. Uh, absolutely. So I think he does need to be head and shoulders. Now, part of that head and shoulders above would be the aspect of running, and, you know, the, the that's what he brings to the table that Sam Hartman sure. doesn't, obviously. So, I mean, that would be part of the equation. But if all of those things are equal, then I think you give Sam Hartman the nod, to be honest. And I, you know, I, look, Tyler Buckner is a better athlete than Sam Hartman. If he can put it all together, if he can up his, you know, his completion percentage and all of those different things, then Tyler Buckner could be a better quarterback, you know. But that's going to be really tough to do between now and and August 26th or whenever that game is. So, yeah, I think the edge would go to Hartman just because of the experience. I concur. I, I, I Because, again, the reason you went out and, and got a quarterback like this was for experience. You needed a more experienced quarterback because the way this season played out, they were legitimately a college football playoff. Conti- you know, we've talked before. Like, if Jack Cohn is on this team, they're most likely – going into November in competition for being in the college football playoff. You know, you, right. even if you still have the loss to Ohio state, who knows, maybe they, 
Maybe they managed to beat Ohio State with an experienced quarterback like Jack Cohn right away. Experience is, experience is why you got this guy, though. And if if the play on the field in camp is equal, then I do think Sam Hartman gets the job because he is the more experienced quarterback. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to do your program any favors if you bring in a guy like this, a sixth-year guy you know, who, who came here for a specific reason as well to help boost his draft stock and all that kind of stuff. Sure. You're not going to do yourself any favor by bringing, you know, favors by bringing that guy in. And then, you know, here's Tyler Buckner. Well, you know, they're fairly even. So our guy gets the job, you know, that right. kind of thing. So right. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think Tyler Buckner, it's, it's kind of like you've got to knock out the champ, you know, in boxing or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> it's like if you're Tyler Buckner, you got to get a knockout punch, I yes. think, in camp to win the job. I agree because I think they're going in. And even though, because I, I said before the bowl game, you know, this is the first opportunity Tyler Buckner is going to have to make an impression on the quarterback competition for 23. I think he made a good impression overall, right? But I still think, you know, you bring in Sam Hartman, I still think he's trailing going into the competition. So he doesn't just have to gain ground to even it up. He needs to gain ground and bypass. Yeah. And that's going to be tough. I mean, that, that's that's a tall order. Could it happen? Absolutely, it could happen. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't. I think Sam Hartman's going to end up being the starter because he's got he's got that leg up at the moment. It's going to, like I said, it's going to be tough. Can it happen? Sure. I agree. I agree. So Salty asks, which is better for Buckner? Win the starting role in 23 or have another year to develop watching Hartman and start in 24 25? It depends on how you look at it, right? I mean, if if you're looking at it from Tyler Buckner's standpoint, it's better to win the starting role. I mean, right. you learn on the job, man. I mean, you know, and we would be fooling ourselves if we said he didn't look like a completely different quarterback in the Gator Bowl than he did in his two starts at the beginning of the season. There, there was some apprehension. He didn't look super duper confident in those two starts. Completely opposite demeanor from a mental standpoint in the Gator Bowl for Tyler Buckner, in my opinion. So, I mean, he's already taken a huge step, even though he wasn't playing. I think he could take that next step, whether he's playing or whether he's not, in 23, right? I think the and, – and I realize the question is what's better for Buckner. I think we also have to talk about what's better for Notre Dame, you mm-hmm. know? And I think in the long run, Tyler Buckner could make a lot of strides sitting on the bench or having a package or whatever – you know, during 23 and then becoming the full-time starter in 24. And I think that's going to be the pitch by Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese to keep him around. It's a legitimate pitch. Yeah. And that's, Jason has the question, if Hartman does win, does does Buckner have his packages like with Cone? I would think that there are going to be packages. And like, it could, I would think that'll be expanded as well, since we know that the guy can throw now and he's not just a runner. Like to me, red zone would make the most sense. You know, like we saw... When, when Ian Book kind of got his start against Brandon Wimbush, we saw him coming in. What, what did Brian Kelly call it? Did he call it the white zone or the blue zone or something? Yeah, it was well, like that. It was, I, yeah, I, I, it was like yeah. loading and unloading and all those different things. And it's like, but to, to me, a, a more mobile quarterback years. makes more sense down in the red zone. Absolutely. Well, I mean, just look at the two touchdowns that Buckner scored yep. in, the, in the Gator Bowl. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. And I think – and Brian and I talked about this in one of our shows last week. You know, you have a package for Tyler Buckner, but it's a very understood, hey, when we get into this situation, Tyler's going in. 
It's not, we're going to bring Tyler in for a spark because Sam's not doing a good job. Like that creates issues. You know, that, that I don't like that. I think it's, Hey, once we get inside the 30, once we get inside the 20, whatever it happens to be, whatever the package is, it needs to be understood by everybody. Sam, Tyler, the offense, Mm -hmm. everybody. Hey, when we get here, Tyler's going in. This is going to happen. And it's just understood. And everybody's on board. That's the offense. That's what we do. I think they need to do a better job of defining what that is. If they can do that, it'll work great. And the offense will be even better. Well, and I would think that the conversation has been had with Sam Hartman that not not only are you coming here for yourself and to help us win and all these things, but you're also here to help mentor these young quarterbacks from, from Tyler Buckner and, and Minchie and Angeli and, sure. and on down the line. That's, that's part of the job. It's, it's not just about you getting better and preparing for the draft, but you're here to help make these younger guys, better quarterbacks Absolutely. as well. So, and there is a relationship with the, with the Reese family that, you know, goes a long way back from, from when Tommy's dad was, was down there at Wake right. So, yep. I think that, there had to be some assurances. I, I would have to think there would have to be some assurances along those lines. Um, from Steve, have either of you heard if there's going to be any coaching changes? Will Notre Dame get a quarterback coach? Well, they have a quarterback coach. His name is Tommy Reese. <laughs> and right. the only way that they get a new quarterbacks coach is if they fire Tommy Reese. And that's not going to happen. So... No, there's not... That, that regard, that's think, not going to change. I think the only... Changes on this staff are going to happen if, like, the Lance Taylor and John McNulty situations come up. Like, sure. someone gets a job to go be a coordinator right. or, you know, gets hired to go wherever, you know, some kind of promotion. I think that's right. the only way that any coaching changes are made. I don't think Marcus Freeman's going to make any changes this year. And, you know, I realize there are some deficiencies, but Marcus Freeman – you know, first year head coach or not, he's got to have a much better idea of just how severe he thinks those deficiencies are. Sure. And he can put those guys on alert. It's like, look, this has got to be better next mm-hmm. year. And this is where you, you know, whether it's recruiting or development or a combination of the two, you know, all of the above, whatever. That's going to be something to watch with Marcus Freeman as well, because as we know, loyalty, too much loyalty got in the way for the previous head coach oh, in, yeah. in terms of keeping guys on too long. How is Marcus Freeman going to year in and year out evaluate his coaches? Sure. And, you know, how willing is he going to be to make changes if, if everyone can see that there is a uh, a glaring need mm-hmm. to make a change, whereas the other guy waited too long a couple times? Well, and that's that's actually a really good point because, you know, we always gave Brian Kelly a hard time about hiring his friends and, you know, that whole thing. There's some good friends on this staff, or at least friendly, that, you know, with Marcus Freeman from his previous days of coaching. Mason, obviously, came from Cincinnati. Mike Mickens, they've been friends forever, right? James Laurinaitis is a friend. I mean, he came for a visit and True. ended up getting on the staff. You know? Yeah. I mean, so the, those three guys in particular. Now, I would say, you know, one is an analyst, so you can't really – we can't really analyze how he was effective with this team. I mean, yes, he had something to do with the linebackers. That could be a ding. But the other two guys, they're arguably two of the best assistant coaches on the staff, right? So he does. He hasn't walked into 
the scenario of, oh man, my friend is doing a terrible job. What do I do? You know? So he hasn't had to deal with that yet because his friends are doing a fantastic job up to this point. It's the other coaches that, not all of them, obviously, but there's the ones that we have issues with. They're not necessarily friends beforehand, but they have connections, whatever. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles this staff. More so for me, 12 months from now, not this year. I mean, it's been one year. I think he wants as much continuity as he can get unless there was a glaring look, problem. There's a learning curve for Marcus Freeman. Absolutely. So if there's a learning curve for Marcus Freeman, there has to be one for the guys that he hired to his staff as well. And I don't think that you can just – just all of a sudden you're making snap changes because a couple things didn't go the way right. you know everyone wanted. Again And again, Marcus Freeman is closer to the situation. And that can work both ways because of what you're talking about, pre-existing relationships and all that kind of stuff you know, that kind of closeness, but he's also there every day and he's sitting in these rooms with these guys and, and going through practice. So he knows what needs to improve and, you know, what doesn't. And I would have to think that a guy who's able to self-evaluate so much is going to be able to have those conversations, you know, with, with the guys on his staff. And and again, give them the bullet points. Like this is what we need to do, you know, between now mm-hmm. and what late, August, early September, whatever the date is. I'm not even sure what the date is for Ireland. Right? It's zero week, right? It's so uh, like, August 26th. I, don't, I think that's on the top of my head. So it's that week zero great. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because week one, they've got uh, Tennessee State or whatever whatever team that is. I can't, yeah. I can't remember the name. I, I, I've heard Jackson State so many times over the last Tennessee three State. months. Okay. There you go. It's the Eddie George. Yes. Team. Whatever team Eddie George is the head coach of. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Irish Chi Town, we're going to save Super Bowl and playoff predictions for Friday's nice. show since we're going into playoff weekend Friday. So the rapid fire show with Vince and Jesse and I will uh, we'll hit some of that on Friday. So, yeah. so come on back, baby. Come That's on right. back for some Friday fire. It's a good question, though, but saving it for the weekend. Let's see. There were a couple others. There's a couple of one or two others that we're going to change. I wasn't ready to make those calls yet. Yeah, I got to yeah, I I do a little more studying on the NFL matchups and all that stuff. Benjamin, a relatively new uh, questionnaire, I believe. Welcome, Benjamin, if, if this is your first uh, question on the show. I don't remember seeing that last name very often. But um, with the team pushing for a playoff run, what changes do you think the Irish need to make? Wow. That's a loaded question. Very loaded. <laughs> well, you know, they're already in the, they're in the midst of making some of the changes that I think they needed to address. You know, the quarterback room was one. I think the safety position was one. They brought in somebody, obviously. I think the interior of the defensive line is is an area that if they can supplement in the in the portal, then they they need to do that. I think there needs to be some added influence in defensive line recruiting that would be nice i would i would like that uh if you think of anything sean go ahead and jump in i'm, I'm yeah. going i'm kind of going through like my mental list of things yeah, I, I know in the offseason going down the checklist yeah i think the biggest thing just starts with the front seven of the defense sure yeah that's, absolutely that's i'm very confident in the secondary i'm very confident in the offensive line i'm very confident in the wide receivers i'm very confident in the quarterback I'm, you know, even very confident with a relatively inexperienced group of tight ends because that that unit 
has done so well traditionally, and they got to play behind and, and work with Michael Mayer. You know, Raritan was doing great before he got injured, and, and Mitchell Evans, you know, we saw good things from him. We saw good things from Holden Stays as well. So I'm confident their biggest question on offense is going to be the receivers. But I'm willing to say with an experienced quarterback who knows how to throw to guys Sure. downfield and is so experienced just with everything the routes and mm -hmm. and reading defenses and and just the whole thing now again i'm not telling you the guy is going to be perfect but even losing an all-american like michael mayer i think that i think that the offense is going to be more wide open next year and i think that's big as well because mm -hmm. we had the conversation last week drew tranquil tweeted it after the semifinal weekend that in college football offense wins championships and look at the scores of the two semifinals and look at what Georgia put up. Sure. You better be able to score some points. And, mm -hmm. and so that's, that's where this team has to become much more consistent next year. And I think they can, there's definitely sure. going to be some talent in that wide receiver room. There's also a lot of in, relative inexperience, but I think adding the veteran quarterback, like you're going to have and with the running game and the offensive line, they're going to have i think it can be more explosive and and much more diverse than what we saw this year that's that so those are the two biggest things to me defensively front seven and just more diversity in the offense but i think because of of what they're adding at the quarterback position with all that experience they can be more diverse i agree completely and that was one of the things so it's not like a specific position for me that i'm that needs to make changes or whatever and i think it's more of a tommy reese you know, adapting his offense to the personnel, right? Yes. And so, you know, we talked about this a little bit on Monday, going from a predominantly 12 personnel to more of a 21 personnel, you mm -hmm. know? Because, again, you can do a lot of the same concepts out of that, but in matchups that will benefit you even more, you know? If, if I'm talking about a specific position, you know, the running back position is going to be absolutely loaded if it doesn't change between now and the end of August, right? So... What are they going to do with Chris Tyree? Are they going to just not use him like they did this year? Or is he going to become a part of this offense? I think they're wasting their time if they don't, right? So, you know, 21 personnel, man. That needs to, in my opinion, that needs to be your base, right? Just like 12 personnel used to be I agree. Notre Dame's base. But so, I keep going back to Chris Tyree and having a player with that kind of explosiveness and just suddenness that Chris Tyree has. You know, like I said, this year it was obvious that offensively the running backs and the tight ends were the two positions of strength in terms of the you sure. know the skill, much more, you know, much more so than the wide receiver group. And obviously the quarterback got locked in on Michael Mayer too much and and that held him back in some ways. So even though you're going to lose an all-American caliber tight end, I think that that can both benefit the offense and because of what you're talking about, the running back position, you know, adding who they're, you know, you're going to get JD price back and you're going to get Jeremiah love. Like yeah. it's going to be even more loaded oh, yeah. yep. and more diverse next year. And so you're going to have an opportunity to get a lot of those guys on the field, obviously assuming sure. everybody stays healthy. So I, I agree. Like that's what you've got to do. And it can, the mismatches they can cause with that are just, yeah infinite to absolutely me because of the explosiveness yeah. of a couple yeah. of those guys and and what did we see in the national championship game for example we all watched it right we saw 
an immense amount of creativity out of the Georgia offense. They they didn't they didn't ask Stetson Bennett to just drop back and pick apart the TCU defense. Now, could he have? Probably, but they were rolling them out. They were doing they were they were just were doing a lot of different things offensively to keep TCU off balance. There's no reason Notre Dame can't do that kind of stuff. None. Yeah. No reason. So just to see that creativity, to see Tommy Reese grow in an additional year as offensive coordinator with a quarterback who can execute his offense, you know, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had that since he's been offensive coordinator. Let's be honest. Right. He hasn't. And our biggest knock on Tommy Reese is, you know, is he trying to do too much with the quarterback? Is he, you know, all of these different things. Well, he's going to ha- either Sam Hartman or Tyler Buckner is going to beat out Sam Hartman. So he'll be just as good, right? He's going to have a quarterback that can execute his offense. See, this is best case scenario. What we saw this year with the inconsistencies in the offense was the product of Tommy Reese trying to put together both, you know, offense and individual game plans that tried to play to the strengths of an inexperienced quarterback and tried to Mm -hmm. avoid the weaknesses of the inexperienced quarterbacks, you know, both of them. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, like, what we saw in the Gator Bowl was at least a glimpse yes. of what the you know the true <laughs> sort of idea Absolutely. actually was. I obviously take away the pick sixes, you know. Well, I mean, it, you know, right? Obviously, I'm just, there was I'm just saying there was mistakes. Obviously, that's right. That's right. But, but he was I, at I least able that, to execute what the the game plan that Tommy Reese had, and the game plan. Look. Tommy Reese has been offensive coordinator for a few years now. He's he's had Ian Book, he's had Jack Cohn, he's had a Tyler couple Buckner. of games of Tyler Buckner, and he's had Drew Pine. He has not had a complete quarterback ever, ever. Closest one was Jack Cohn. I mean, if we're being honest, and we all had issues with how immobile he was. Now that's all fair, but the you know the other side of that coin, and the and the detractors would say, well, that's because other than Ian Book, you know. Who is he developed, right? That's, that's fine. Who is he recruited yeah, sure. and developed? And they're right. You know, and that's there's... well. And the the recruiting, the recruiting at quarterback has not been good, right? Right. But uh, Brian said this in one of the shows. Ever since, ever since the last head coach left, quarterback recruiting has gotten better. Agree or disagree? Agree. So, from what I understand is the quarterback position specifically had to be signed off on by the head coach in previous years. Because the head coach with all of his right alleged quarterback guru-ness or right. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. obviously he had a vision for what he thought it was supposed right. to be. And, and quarterback recruiting wasn't great. Yeah, I mean, it, it just wasn't. And now that he's gone, it has taken a step in the right direction, in my opinion. So, I, look. Tommy Reese deserves the the credit or the knock for not, you know, progressing with those guys. I, absolutely. But he's bringing in guys with a higher ceiling and a higher floor since BK has yes. been gone. Yes. That alone is going to give him a leg up as a quarterback coach as well. So, I mean, it, it's, it's twofold. I mean, I'm not saying it's not Tommy Reese's fault by any stretch, right? But it's a combination of it's things. A, it's a combination. Again, that's what we start to find out the more time that – that, that we have between when Brian Kelly was right. here and as Absolutely. Marcus Freeman's tenure continues, we'll right. continue to find out more. We're still seeing a mix, obviously, but you're absolutely right about 
recruiting. Just look at the kind of guys they've landed in, yeah. you know, these two cycles already. Right. I, I just feel like this year in 20 or this year. Yeah, it is this year in 23. <clears throat> we're going to have a better idea of what Tommy Reese sees for his own offense because he's got a quarterback. I think that can execute it, but we'll see. I mean, that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> Who knows what's actually going to happen? Yeah. Good point. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Shytown asking, will IB be in Ireland to cover the Shamrock game, starting with an IB pregame live from Ireland? You know, I was going to bring this up with the boss mm. this week. Have you had any conversations along these lines? Very little. Yeah. Uh, because I just don't want to be shut down like this early. Like, I don't want to be told <laughs> no this early. So I haven't really dove in, or, you know, dove into it, but uh, it would be great. I mean, I think that would be awesome. Uh, I, he had, I, I believe he had told me he's planning on going. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. I, that, I believe that that is accurate. But other than that, I am not a hundred percent sure. But if he is, I, you know, we got to start the, start yeah. the cause. Right? We haven't. We haven't had those meetings. No, yet. no, no, we haven't. No, but it's probably something we should talk about because it's going to be here before you know it, and it's not going to be an inexpensive trip. Yeah. So, and we, and we might. Yeah, I was going to say we might have to have a couple all super chat podcasts yeah. to uh, <laughs> to fund the trip, crowdsource for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, if you want your coverage from Ireland, yeah, <laughs> we might need some help with that one. Right. Uh, there's a handful of questions in here I'm saving for uh, rapid fire, Ooh, okay. by the way. But John, congratulations. He says he hasn't been active due to being a new dad. Congratulations on being a new dad. Congratulations. Good luck. Very good. And glad to have you in here tonight as well. Good luck. That is quite the journey, my friend. I don't know what that is. God's Thumbs 22? <laughs> oh, God's Thumbs. Man. Disease. Disease threw me off. <laughs> Can they get a GA or analyst as a wingback? We don't have any wingbacks. This is an this say, is what's an, a WB coach. Maybe wide receivers, but I don't know why you would say that. I'm gonna go well. Or is it supposed QB? to be oh there's a Q right the next W to the is right next to Q yeah. on the keyboard. There so, you go. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. So technically you can get a GA to coach quarterbacks. That is accurate because Remember, Tommy Reese's first year, they had not expanded to 10 assistant coaches. And he was a GA, but he was also the quarterback's coach because uh, they brought him in basically a year early. Could they do that? Sure. If you're looking for a top quality, 
quarterbacks coach. And they and, and they also brought in him, brought him in knowing that they were going to be adding that 10th uh assistant coach the next year. So mm-hmm. it was like, hey, you're gonna be a GA for one year and then you're gonna be a full-time assistant coach, right? You're gonna have a hard time bringing in a really good quarterbacks coach for GA pay, which right. is nothing essentially. You get to go to class. I mean, that's I mean, right. you get paid, but you get to go to school. I mean, that's you're gonna have a hard time bringing in a really good quarterbacks coach under those restrictions. So could they? Yes. An analyst cannot coach on the field. Right. So that's not going to do you any good. They can go over film with you. They can do stuff like that, but they can't. That's one of the on things the that Michigan is in trouble for. Bingo. Is, is yes. allegedly using an analyst right. during practice. And you can't so. do that. So yeah. that would not work. So, but yes, technically a GA could do it if that's the route that you wanted to go. Usually there's, is there two offense and two defense, Sean, or is it one and one? I cannot, I can never remember what the breakdown is, but I know one always goes with the offensive line. Harry always has a GA with him, right? Always. Uh, and if there's a second one, I'm not 100% sure where he goes or uh, where he goes right now. So, yes, that makes sense. Um, Steve wants to know what the main thing is that they need to focus on this spring slash season. I mean, we kind of touched on some of it. Yeah, it's gelling the quarterback. Figuring out who your starting quarterback is going to be is going to be a major one. The front seven, I think those are the two major spots that they need to focus on. I think the rest will work itself out. Me too. Me too. Sky Shark, all things being equal on both sides. Braxton Bragg versus Emery. Upton Vince, who you got? I uh, is it wrong that I have no idea who those people are? <laughs> uh help me out. Do you know who these people are, Sean? I, I don't. Did, did did you not star this one? Did I star it? Uh I don't I I don't think I did, but uh <laughs> let's see. <clears throat> oh Sky gosh, this is a history question. This is a history question. This is like civil war stuff, man. I don't know the answer to your question. I can't give a reasonable answer without going in and doing some research. So I apologize. <laughs> my my days of being a history teacher were about 10 years ago. So I'm I'm definitely out of practice. So I apologize, Sky Shark. Uh I don't know the answer. So I've got to say I'm right there with you. <laughs> I Braxton looked up Braxton Bragg. Bragg. Braxton Bragg sounds familiar, but I can't. Yeah. It looked like his picture was from the Civil War. So <laughs> I, I just, I, I apologize, man. Uh, Sean Michael wants to know, where would we like to see the Irish in the rankings to start the year? He says hmm. he'd prefer somewhere in the 15 to 20 range and earn it from there. I think that's a little low, if I'm being honest. I think anywhere from the 10 to 15 range is probably a little bit more accurate. And I think that's fine. You know, I think if you're in that range, you pretty much hold your destiny in your own hands, which I'm totally fine with. You know, if you're, let's say you start, I, you know, I've seen all these way too early polls and all that. And I've seen Notre Dame anywhere from seven all the way down to like 14. And I think that's accurate. I think anywhere in that neighborhood is just fine. I don't, they don't belong in the top five right now. I think they could legitimately be a top 10 team for sure. But if they're if they're in the top fifteen, they still hold their own destiny in their hands because they're going to have 
plenty of opportunities. Ohio State, Clemson, uh, you know, they're going to have plenty of USC. They're going to have plenty of opportunities to get where they need to go. Yeah. So top 15, I'm good. I think so as well. Somewhere around 12, I think would be a good starting point. They started off in the top 10 this year. They fell out of the top 25 for a little while. And then, of course, they worked their way right. back in and were climbing before the loss. And if they USA. beat USC, they're in a New Year's Six game. I yeah, mean, exactly. so that tells you how volatile the the AP top 25 can be, right? I mean, yeah, they were out, they were up, they were out, they were back in, and they were almost in a New Year's Six. One more win. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting one from Adam. Do you, this is a recruiting sort of theoretical mm. question. So I guess we can, you know, you and I can hit this, you know, with some Not, confidence. With, yeah, I guess. Do you think right. Notre Dame should try to get into Florida more kind of like they did with Texas this year? Always. I, I think Florida's always been, you know, a, a hotbed for recruiting. I mean, I believe that they still are. You got IMG Academy down there. Obviously, there's some dudes that that are that are there, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Florida, Texas, I think Arizona is becoming more of a hotbed for recruiting. A lot of spots south of the Mason Dixon line, you're going to be in pretty good shape, right? It's not the old days where you know Pennsylvania is the the cradle of quarterbacks and you know things of that nature. I think most, lot of the talent, not most, a lot of the talent is south, and Florida is sec acc country right so you want to try to get in there not only to enhance your roster but to ding the rosters of of other schools that you're competing against i have no problem getting back into florida absolutely not yeah i don't have a problem with it either i i think especially i think that brian kelly just kind of decided it was more trouble than it was worth <laughs> just you know like it, it seemed like sort of with the mentality of some of the florida kids and and stuff like that. And then obviously you're competing against a, a lot of different schools in Florida, but even more than that, you're also still competing with you know, Georgia and Alabama who are obviously winning, you know, the, the state of Florida and they're recruiting. When you look at, at the state of where those, you know, the big three in Florida are right now, you know, I still think, you know, Brian Kelly was not wrong when he said that there is a wealth of talent in Georgia and that's a good state to recruit as well. I just think it depends sure. on, you know, you've got a head coach who's more than willing to get on a plane and fly wherever it takes to get whoever it takes. So right. if they feel like they've got the right guy in Florida and that's the guy that, that they can build a relationship with, I say, go get them. Like what yeah. state they happen to be in should not be a detriment Agreed. or, or, or deterrent, deterrent to what they're trying to do. That's a really good point. I, I think Notre Dame is at a place now where they can go wherever they need to go and they can be effective. I mean, you, you need to identify the top players and who you want doesn't matter where they're from go get them you know you don't necessarily have to have a presence so to speak in any of the states just go get those guys you know but obviously the more you get from those spots the better it is because you can point to hey we got so and so and look at them and we got so and so and look at them and you know that whole thing so yeah I, I like that that's a really good point all right, Vince, we've got a lot of uh we've got a lot more questions Ugh. in the queue that I've been kind of uh pushing back that I feel like we can get in in rapid fire tonight. So we might end right. up kind of having even an you know an even longer rapid fire than usual. Cause I just feel like, you know, kind of a kind of a a, a grab bag of some different, you know, a variety of questions. So coming with the heat, by the way. Yes. 